Well, hello, and a big welcome back to the second series of Car Chum. Or should that be season? That sounds more of the moment, doesn't it? Anyway, my Car Chum Mike, automotive journalist and now podcaster, and I have been busy getting this stage all set for our return. After a whole week away, that is. And this week we've turned our attention to missed opportunities. There may have been a few. This could take a while. Um, the irony here, really, is um, the, for the audience, um, we've been messing about for the last 10 minutes and the pieces of equipment that we're Ten. using, it turns out that the classic ones are far better than the brand new ones. That's a really good point, actually, because, yes, we've converted to an, an old piece of kit, which has been sitting gathering dust on the shelf for ages. And, <laughs> and we've been agonising for months over using the new stuff, actually, just plug in the old like that the one that's about 15 years old works so much better than the brand new one that was i just remortgaged my house for so what's to what's today's topic tony well i'm more interested in what you were cooking when you sent me a message the other night saying uh, i'm cooking at the moment and i think i'd like to talk about some cars that we should have bought 10 years ago i'm most interested (laughs) what were you cooking meth Right, just boiling that up, were you? You've got I was to keep... just boiling up some meth. Mm. I was hungry. You've got to keep it under um, 100. No, it does, it does suggest that some vital ingredient was missing there, doesn't it? It does. Like I was, I was making, you know, like a garlic sandwich and had no garlic. Oh, no, I've got no lima beans or something. Are they, li- uh, are they not lima? Like Ford lima? Lima, pinto? I don't know. It's another one of those, oh, let's not go down that rabbit hole of how do you pronounce this, how do you well, pronounce that. And, and, and be- um, beans that Ford used as names yeah. for engines and cars. Yes, <laughs> yes they're, they're, they're Lima Bianis. Yes, that's how you pronounce it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, as, as we've said in the past, the, uh, the, vast, um, the vast differences in our education, I uh, will normally just... Uh, assume that you're correct because you well I, mean, it's, well I mean it's safe isn't it yeah oxford and cambridge to uh to austin's there and 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 hull work that one in and hull <laughs> um yeah yeah the the dodge hull what a great car that was cars that we should have bought 10 years ago so we've talked in the past about cars that we really should have kept and this is kind of mm. kind of kind of not utterly dissimilar is it but yeah i mean you when you said hull hull a minute ago and um yeah the topic we we sort of you know, sum it up in a, in a sentence was um cars we missed the boat on really wasn't it mm. it's hull exactly she, hull yeah yeah you said That's so good yeah you're not the only one who can do <laughs> unfunny jokes naff gags um yeah. <laughs> straight out quick quick i'm running out of christmas crackers the, uh, with, um, with, with the way values have gone recently, um, I think probably, actually, cars that we should have bought 10 years ago pretty much sums up anything, doesn't it? I mean, give, give this, or take. This is the problem. When I, I started making a list, um, when I started doing research for this show about 25 minutes mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can easily say any old Ford, mm-hmm. any Porsche, any they're virtually any car of the last 15, 20 years has gone up in value. I mean, things do tend to go up in value. There's there's, there's an axis of the car is new and it loses a little bit of value when it's brand new. Mm-hmm. And then if it becomes a classic, the value starts to go up and then it peaks and then it drops. And of course, there's a, a million different social economical reasons why there's demand. You know, if they only built a thousand, then they're going to be in demand. But if they only built a thousand because they were awful cars, <laughs> demand is going to be far less. Um, I don't, you know, and where did they appear? Where were they? You know, if if it appeared on a television show, it's going to be more valuable. If they all got crashed, you know, it's somebody did say to me a little while back at Subaru and Pretzels. One went past, and I was saying, "Oh, wow, you always, you know, they're always in such perfect condition. These guys take such care of their cars." And he said, yeah, well, they put them through a hedge every three or four months and was getting rebuilt. 
perhaps a little harsh, but I think there's an element of truth to it. Yeah, well, I discovered that as a kid, you know, in, in, with insurance, you know, I used to like the Saab turbos, and but I could mm-hmm. actually get insurance on those because whilst they had greater power output and performance than comparable GTIs, their ownership mm. profile and risk profile was substantially lower because of the type yes. of owner that had them. So, um, but yeah, and, and, and numbers has you know a huge part to play, doesn't it? You know, I mean, there's the festival of the the unexceptional every year that that celebrates mm. uh, e- exactly this. Um, one I read about the other day. Um, my word, I'm interesting. I read an article about <laughs> Triumph for claims. Um, yeah, you know, a hundred and something thousand. Forgotten the numbers now. Over a hundred thousand made mm. um survivors 113 mm, maybe you question there is that? a website yeah there is there, there, there is a website i'm not going to mention the name of it because i'm about to <laughs> about to <laughs> criticize it so there, there are several websites one tends to come <laughs> up most often um yes there are figures okay and yes there are something to go by okay uh, and no doubt some of them are accurate, but it's based on it's data in, data out. It's only as good as the information that's given. Of course. And in a number of cases, the the data has been input incorrectly. Okay. So I know, for example, that I can't remember what the car was, but when the thing first came out, it said there was a certain model of car. So, you know, the mm-hmm. 1.7 litre version. Yeah, and they said there are three left, and I know for a fact that one guy had four, <laughs> and they were all, you know, they're all on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at some point, you know, it's been called a Manta when it's a Cavalier. Right. Okay. It's been called a Rover three thousand five hundred rather than a three point five. Yeah. And then because it's on the V five as a Rover three point five, they don't particularly care if it's a Range Rover. Or an SD one. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's only as good as the data that's are been you, put in. Are you um, going to shock me that there are actually only 112 acclaims left? Then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Funnily <laughs> enough, last week I went round on a tour of the world, mm. counting Triumph acclaims. Um, <laughs> that, the, th- the thing with the the acclaims, the last car to wear a Triumph badge, yeah. was based on the Honda Ballard which, of course, made it a pretty decent, well-built car. And we didn't get the Ballard in the UK, which I didn't realise. I only found out recently. I assumed that the two were competing uh, in sales, as British Leyland did with everything. Mm. Um, and it turned out we didn't get that, that model of Ballard in the UK. So the, yeah, it was pretty much wide open. I had a friend who had two of them. They were decent cars. Yeah. It also it also proved that the, the British Leyland it also proved that, that they could actually build them as well because they were building yeah. them. Um, it wasn't yeah. like they were just simply gluing a different badge on the front. They were building them. They were building them well. I remember we we um, my my friend Greg who had two of these. We were driving somewhere or other. Oh, we saw another one on the motorway. Came up alongside it. Is it a gleam? Is it a gleam? He came up alongside this one. The, the, the passengers in that car were just as excited. We were winding the windows down at about 60 mile an hour and sort of bellowing. How many miles is your score? There's <laughs> just like wind noise. And, oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love your wheel trips. It was, uh, it was a wonderful moment in, in, in classic car-ishness. Some of them had, um, I think it was probably the HLS model, had um, uh, Spitfire wheels. The you know, the, you know, the steel wheels with the lots of little egg shapes. Um, yeah, I, I know a few people have had them over the years. They just had the cars in period before they were classics. Yeah. And they are classics. It's the last triumph. Mm. They are classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all loved them. Everybody said, oh, yeah, that's a really good car. Yeah. Uh, they do seem to be. They did an Avon Turbo version of it. Really? Never seen. Yes. Uh-huh. But there, there was a Turbo version that was pretty good. And certainly my friend Greg's car. They're only a 1.3 yeah. this car. Um, you know, but my, we, we took on a Golf GTI one night and surprised him. Mm-hmm. We didn't beat him. <laughs> but we surprised him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, with, with the acceleration and the fact that we could hang on to his back bumper for a while. Until he got bored. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have good, good, fond memories of the Triumph Acclaim. We've gone completely off the point. Yes, absolutely. This is not the subject matter. I shouldn't have bought one of those <laughs> ten years ago. 
you had one, did you? No. Um, I tell you, let me let let me tell you my first one, right? Okay, and uh, because mm. it, and let me introduce you to the concept of a free car. Yay! This one is genuinely free. You had to buy it. Okay, but I know you're looking as if that. Well, that doesn't mean it's free. Is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because you. No, can... I'm, I'm. I'm looking. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm looking because I think if I shut up, it will be over quicker. <laughs> you pay we'll get for to it. his point that much faster. <laughs> you pay for the car, I admit, but then at the end, when you sell it, you get the same amount back or more. Right, that's a free car. I'm struggling with the concept of when you sell it, you get something back. Because <laughs> I've never I had anything. Don't <laughs> think I've ever sold a car that anyone thought was worth paying anything for. I've never sold a car at profit. The closest I've ever come was selling it for the same amount that was paid for it, and it had a new exhaust, like a five hundred quid exhaust on it, and two new tires. So I definitely lost that. Anyway, drag it back to the point. Go on. Yes. The the, the free car and the car. Actually, I do wish I'd had what well, I have mentioned it before, but it, in different context. An SLS, Mercedes SLS. Okay, yeah. yeah, right. The, with the gullwing yeah. doors and you know the the, the nice banging Olufsen hi-fi with the, the 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 speakers that look like little mushrooms on the dashboard. Seriously, what, like with the gullwing door, like the, yeah. the long, huge, long bonnet. Yeah, that's thing it. That's that, it. All the Formula One drivers. That's the one. That's a free. Again, I go back to my earlier comment about education. <laughs> the different, the vast gulf between our. It was a free car. It's a free car. That was a free car. I admit you had to find the hundred grand to start with, okay? But no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If you could borrow it, right? You're not listening. You, you've tuned out. You, 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 you. All you're hearing is now. You know, you've, you've, you've tuned out. It's a free car, okay? So a hundred thousand pounds. You borrow the money. You have it. You enjoy it. You don't put stupid mileage on it, but you use it. It's your car, okay? You need mm. a you need a garage. I admit, you need a, ga- a long garage. Just, just um, sat, sat in a local Sainsbury's <laughs> car park, and getting dings and knocks and things. Well, I, I had one as a press car, and and uh, 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 I it was the car that I had for that period. It was only a couple of days, um, but it stayed at the travel lodge. Um, yeah, um, it, um, it, it, yeah, I sat and ate my lunch in it, you know. But let, oh. so, so, but if I'd bought one, okay, it give or take hundred grand, mm. right? If I kept it, let's say, I bought it in when do they make them? Twenty ten to twenty fifteen, something like that. If I'd mm-hmm. kept it till about about when they ended production, that was about their low point in 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 values. Right, and okay. at that point, it was worth about a hundred grand. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, it's worth one thirty, one forty. Mm. So, even if I'd had interest payments on that hundred thousand for the ten mm. years, and servicing, call it a couple of grand a year or something, whatever, it'd still be in profit. So it's a free car. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it is taking a bit of a gamble. Yes. That car is going to go up in value. Yes, and but uh, you know, but it's a five hundred and sixty horsepower gamble with hundred. Actually, I tell you what, it's got one annoying stat. Actually, top speed. Yeah. I mean, this is like rubbish. Top trumps. Um, mm. and, and I don't really care for top speed. It's totally irrelevant. But one hundred and ninety six miles an hour. I, as a designer or a marketeer, <laughs> it's so annoying. You, do you know what I mean? I would say I don't care what you have to do to that vehicle, but it has to do two hundred. You know, you'd have you'd have been well on the Jaguar E Type um, team, wouldn't you? At the beginning, when they were desperately trying to get the thing to one hundred and fifty, so yes, it was a hundred and fifty yeah. mile an hour yeah. car, yeah, and they were taping every single body line <laughs> on it and removing the number plates. And it wasn't though, was uh, it? It wasn't a hundred and fifty mile an hour car. The, the X. Oh, it did it. Did it? it the one that the oh, one the E-type one did, that did but, 150 yeah. was something like 149.7, 151.4. It was something like okay. that. that. Yeah, they, but that was the one. Just gone. Yeah. Yeah. But no, if you went into a dealership yeah. and bought one brand new, you'd be probably getting about 138 out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 
which was still pretty stonking for 1961. Yeah. But no, you you know, I imagine a number of people died trying to prove that their mm. E-Type could do mm. 150 on the roads that were uh, in you know in the 1960s and so on. Um, but yeah, it's it it is a it is a good point. Cars for investment, I think, probably sticks in our crawls, doesn't it? Because cars are for enjoyment, not for investment. I mean, certainly the amount of cars over the years that I could have bought had I had mm-hmm. £40,000 at the time, yeah, um, I could have retired very easily. I've mentioned Ferrari Dinos in the past. Hmm. They went up to, I think, about five, £600,000 yep. last time I checked. Yeah. They made me more, they made me slightly less. But you still got a very, very definite around half million pound car yeah the last one i drove 12 13 years ago the guy was selling for thirty-five thousand, and would have accepted probably 32 thousand pounds really yeah yeah God, they were they were that. worth 15 years ago they were worth and this wasn't a mint one but it was nice it yeah, was yeah decent yeah um, a decent dino yeah Believe me, there are rotten dinos yeah, out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They rot with the best of them. Mm. Um, but this was still the period where it wasn't considered a true Ferrari. Um, and we won't go into the whole, is it a Ferrari, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, it never wore Ferrari badges. I've never thought it's anything less than a Ferrari. It's named after Enzo Ferrari's son, Dino. That, to me, is enough. But there's an argument to be made it wasn't a true Ferrari. But, you know, if it looks like a zebra and it runs like a zebra, you know, it's a... It's a duck. It's a duck, exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I do love to mix a metaphor and then the mountain comes to you. Um, yes. So... Like like a knife through hot butter. <laughs> exactly, yes. Like, But, yeah, you know, it's, now if I'd have thought, oh, should I borrow 35 grand and another 10 to keep it somewhere for 15 years? I could well have ended up with a car that's worth half what I paid for it. Mm. But it's probably a, a decent punt to say these, you know, all Ferraris are rising in value, therefore this would probably be a good investment. I mean, I was offered a Lamborghini Espada for 12 grand huh? around the same time. Mm. They are, well, again, I haven't checked recently, but last time I looked, they were about 100 grand. Yeah, yeah. It's what a, a friend paid about 70 for one, I think. Sheesh. So, talking of, then, talking of Lamborghinis very briefly, and I don't talk about Lamborghinis very often, but um, yeah, because uh, of the incident, yeah, <laughs> um, no, we were bitten by one as a child. <laughs> I saw one uh, the other day, uh, a Jalpa. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought, and I've never seen one before. I thought it was a much nicer looking car. Than the similar but more beefed up Countach, 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 Countach. Yeah, that that is the four ways to, to pronounce it. <laughs> I just I get it all out. Approved. Yeah. It's just asking. <laughs> we should have a segment called "Ask an Italian," <laughs> where we get an Italian on the phone and ask them how you pronounce certain things, <laughs> particularly car names. We could do it with the French as well. Ask a Frenchman. Much gentler uh, design, but still the same pretty... Mm. uh, Well, actually, because it's gentler, it reveals the pretty shape, and I quite like that semi-angularity and whatnot. I think that's a nice-looking car. um, Yeah, very product of its 80s. Very very square in Mm. the same way that the Kuntak was. But yeah, I I think that's the novelty of of rarity as well. You don't see many Jalpas, Halpas, however they're pronounced. So... You do tend to go, ooh, that's interesting. What's that? Yeah. Was it a Targa? Was it like an open Targa? No, it was a... a yeah, yeah they another one of the many forgotten Lamborghinis. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, uh, <laughs> and uh, there, there are a number that were only built, you know, like 500 of or whatever, and people have forgotten. Like, sadly, they're not bargains either. No. Lamborghinis are all expensive. There are no, no sort of, the last cheap Lamborghini was the Espada. Well, people were doing the same, the same as my S Electric were doing it with the um, Gallardo when it came out, mm, um, because mm. big waiting list, stick your name down, buy it, but you only had to put down a little bit, to, you know, mm, li- you know mm. relatively small sum, run it, use it, sell it. Twelve months later, profit, boom, job done. Move on to the next thing, you know. Ferrari got very wise to this certainly during the investment period of the 80s, and they, you had to 
in order to get the new Ferrari, you had to have kept hold of your old one, I think, for two or three years. You couldn't right. just sell it on. They they started to watch what was happening to their cars mm-hmm. because they didn't want to sell a car to somebody and then they, the guy turned it around in a week and, and doubled his money. Yeah, Because obviously they only make so many Ferraris and only so many are available. When the cars launch, they're still producing Ferraris. Mm-hmm. If they're going to make 500 of these things, they don't make them all at once. Um, so, yeah, they, they started to, to keep an eye on these cars it's through all... auctions and thinking we won't sell another car to him because he's just sold it for profit he's clearly yeah. not an enthusiast it's all luxury items though isn't it i mean the the um R- rolexes for example going majorly off topic here but but the, you know yeah. getting getting a stainless steel professional model is tricky uh and some dealers um actually were i don't think they do it anymore but they were actually holding on to the ownership cards or the the registration cards oh, and you really? yes you you could have the watch sir um but and we will adjust it incidentally so it's not brand new um and uh, uh but we will retain the card for a year and then then you know then 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 it's yours <laughs> you know when you when you say adjust it you i know nothing about watches what's the adjust it so it's not brand I, new is that a- no no adjust the strap sorry so you know because oh. you have to take a pin out and do you know, take two pins out oh. and remove a link or put one in or whatever yeah so it's it's oh, then got- it's then technically not brand new because it's been adjusted and and and, and they all come with um uh, you know, bits of cellophane all over every item, and of course they remove that as well. You know, so it's not. Even then you're quite... you're just gesti- gesticulating there to your slightly girly <laughs> wrists when you're saying you've got to take it in so it fits. Is that a Rolex you're waving at? Me? Yeah, you no, that's uh, no. Uh, this is a genuine Seiko Seiko Five. Oh, okay. Ah, all right. Just wanted my, to check. No, my again, favorite theme, theme of. Theme of the day. No, no. Tony makes more money than I do. Show. You know, no, no, no. I wouldn't be doing that if it was not my Seiko. <laughs> I love it. I wear this every okay. day. Anyway, that's got nothing to do. Yeah. But yeah, but but but, but holding. Why are you always late then. <laughs> well, because Why do we never start the shows on time. Because I'm not wearing the Rolex. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um. So yeah, today's topic. <laughs> should, we, should we get started? Well, no. I've 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 contributed um, already. It's your. About 15 years ago, a friend of mine said, to, now is the time to invest in Porsche 911s. And I thought at the time, yeah, he's probably right. And he certainly was. Mm-hmm. It was completely true. You could pick up a 911 for £11,000. Mm-hmm. A decent, drivable 911. They now start at 30. Mm-hmm. And that's a reasonable investment. I mean, if you compare it to the cost of houses, God, if you compare it to the cost of a pint of milk, it probably is about right. Yeah. Certainly to the cost of petrol, everything's risen. But as you say, the, the, the key point here is you can enjoy the car while it's returning what you paid and a little bit of profit. Um, you could argue you could do that with a house and a pint of milk, I suppose, as well, although you've got a job selling an old pint of milk after getting it. Um, <laughs> but I was looking, and I again, as per usual, I've slightly tweaked the topic. Because I say, you know, Porsche 911, yes, you know, they were worth buying 10 years ago. They're probably worth buying now for future profit, assuming we're still driving petrol cars mm. in 10 years' time. Uh, but I thought, oh, Boxster, because I really like the Porsche Boxster. I wasn't that impressed by them. And then I drove a couple and I thought, this is a really decent, proper Porsche mm-hmm. for not a great deal of money. And I was offered one probably about six or seven years ago, and the guy wanted £7,500 for it. It's a 3.2S. Yeah. Nice car. Yeah. He was a dealer, and it was his wife's car. So it was looked after. Uh, and it was serviced properly, and it had everything it needed because it was his wife's car, so they looked after it. And I say, it was about 7500 he wanted for it. And we were standing by this car going, this is going to be such an investment. Why, you know, why are we not putting it in bubble wrap and pushing it over into a corner for 10 years? So I looked at prices this morning. They're about five to ten. Mm. <laughs> you'd have had that car, and you'd have maybe made fifteen hundred pound profit. Yeah. On it. So it doesn't always work. No. Um, that's the the point I'm kind of making there is don't necessarily listen to me because I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Just sticking on Porsches just for a second because I've I've also written down nine eleven. Um, I I I did have a little dalliance with a nine eleven myself. Um, I can tell you that 
<laughs> the uh, the bearing rumours and the um, uh, boreware uh, ovaling rumours, etc. All of those things can come true. Your dreams can come true on needing uh, major <laughs> major work. But no, you're right. They 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 um, got to a point where they were very very appealing money wise. It was also mm. right at the moment we're talking nine elevens here. The the first like nine nine six is the water cooled ones. It was also the moment when their, uh, if you like, their reliability was being tested because they'd just mm. got to that age and things were beginning you know, to unravel in the design of that engine. So that's why, mm. in a sense, that's why they've gone up now because people have put the money into them and done the modifications. But, of course, at the time, there were people swapping in their 993s, the last of the air-cooleds, part exchanging mm. them against the new 996 water cools with the fried egg shaped headlights uh same as that box that you were looking at i would guess yes, yes. same front end and can you imagine though the, the the agony that you would be feeling now if you'd if you'd had a 993 and you part exchanged it for a <laughs> 996 oh you know because i mean the 993s are stratospheric now and the 996 is a climbing but you know yeah. it's a, it's a slow process yeah um looking at citroen 2 cvs recently mm. um so was i weirdly how strange is that <laughs> you don't see them so much anymore no. which is odd because they are a very practical car provided you're not too large yep um because they are pretty t- i i did drive one about 10 days ago i've forgotten how narrow they are small they are <laughs> yeah, yeah um but to an extent now only the decent ones are left yeah um you don't drive down the street and see a rotten one with the doors hanging on it with rust all along it mm. because they went through this period where they were worth 200 pounds 100 pounds 50 pounds take it away yeah and they all got scrapped or they got restored. Yeah. Someone said, well, you know, I've owned that car for 20 years, I need to do something with it. Um, so they are, now, if you go out and look for a 2CV, if you're paying seven or £8,000 for a car, chances are it's going to be one you can drive away. Yes. You yeah. know, I'm not saying there aren't cars sat in fields or in people's driveways, but you don't tend to see them in daily use in rotten conditions. They seem to start around about... Seven-ish for a decent one now, don't they? A, mm. a, a, mm. you know, ten seems to be the sweet spot, doesn't it? Really, but what's the um oh um um buggy version with um Mahari Mahari, Mahari yeah, and, and the, the, those are even more expensive. But I suppose that's rarity, isn't it? Yes, I mean, they're cool yes, cars they though. They are good fun. They're great. Um, fun. No, there's nothing to them. <laughs> no, nothing at all. No, they are. They are they're, 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 they're fantastic fun. Don't get me wrong. If somebody wanted to own a Mahari, which we, sh- we should describe what it is, incidentally, because it's a pretty Go specialist. On, well, well, it's a two CV that doesn't look like a two CV. It looks like a, a kind of like a mini Moak, um, yes. cut yeah, cut down sides, um, a tarpaulin roof, or you know, a bit like a four po- mm. like a four poster bed roof. Um, <laughs> Tent. Tent. Tent All right, probably. tent. Um and they're kind of beach buggy ish, but they're 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 a two C V underneath and, and yeah, super so, cool. Yeah, completely completely two C V fiberglass body mm-hmm. that's like a one piece body other than the bonnet. And as you say, like like a mini moat, like basically like a box <laughs> on top of a two C V chassis. Um I love only, them. Ever avail- Great. only available in left hand drive, um, which puts some people off. They tend to, because they're, they're GRP, I say fiberglass, it's probably GRP, mm-hmm. um, but they're moulded in wild colours, like bright greens and yellows and so on, which, again, adds to the funkiness. Um, and there's nothing to them. Mm. If you think a 2CV is bare bones, a Mahari's got a windscreen, and that's it. <laughs> and a little kind of jump seat in the back. And as you say, if it starts raining, you've got effectively a clear canvas top or plastic top. And you assemble it like a tent, like a like a windy house. Pitch, like, pitch, uh, I'm going to pitch my tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's zero protection in it from crime, from accidents, from anything. <laughs> um, I've driven a couple. 
the downside of the Mahari is rarity. You are now looking at 20 to 25 grams. Just about to say, because I've had a quick scan around, uh, even in Europe, uh, you're looking about sort of 20,000 euros. So, yeah, roughly the same. Very much in demand. Mm. Fabulous car, um, but you've got to be quite hardy. You've got to be somebody who, yeah, or live somewhere where it's always sunny. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you live in a warm climate, I imagine they're a fabulous thing to own. Mm. If you live somewhere where it snows a few months of the year, I mean, you know, there are there aren't many Mahari owners in Russia, I suspect, <laughs> or in Iceland. It was a slow or... seller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are we selling any Alaska? We put a sunroof, put a sunroof in them or something. I, I'm not sure they even have a heater because I don't think there's any point. No. Um, you know, you you dress up to drive one. It's effectively like a Jeep. You know, you are you're committed to owning this vehicle. So you better enjoy it. I mean, you might as well have a motorbike. There's about as much storage on one. The, um, um, but te- that's that's a classic 10-year, isn't it? So we talked about the TCV, but the Mahari modific- you know, um, uh, model thereof, that's a that's a 10-year ago, surely. Um, they've always been desirable. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't think. I and mean, if we remove the emotional, oh, what a fabulous car it was to own, what fun we had. Mm-hmm. If you really just turn it back into monetary, I don't think you'd have made a great deal of money. Okay. I drove one probably probably about 10 years ago, and, and it was asking 17 and a half. Oh, nothing now, then. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It had just been restored. This was a nut and bolt restoration concourse car. But right, what's that worth now? Probably 25. It's only so much that the market will bear. Mm. There are only X number of people looking for the perfect Mahari. <laughs> <laughs> or the perfect two C V No, there are Yeah, 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 no, totally. You know, with money who will want one, who yeah. will love those cars, you know, fond memories of driving them around France on holiday or whatever. But it's a commitment to spend twenty five grand on a car that, you know, when you think what how little you get, yeah, yeah. you've got to be a committed owner. And there will be only so many people who want to buy into that versus how many cars there are and it pretty much equals out, I think. Uh, ordinary classics same same things happen doesn't it sort of mgbs trs late trs maybe tr6s mustangs beetles etc the market has gone but it's been the last year or so where it's gone absolutely red hot mgb is an interesting one because this is on my funnily enough everything you just said is on my list right. as well. yeah yeah i mean this this isn't you know, we've got the same list haven't we? <laughs> yeah well i faxed, I faxed it to you um we uh, there are obvious ones in this, and that's going to be, you know, everything wearing a blue oval badge has increased in value. Mm. Everything, you know, impressors, skylines, you know. Um, R32 skyline, 100 grand. Mm. Yeah. But I wonder if anybody's genuinely surprised. It's another one of those, it goes back to through edge car. It gets modified. Everybody who owns one puts different wheels on, changes the suspension, puts a body kit on the whole Fast and Furious yeah. phase. Ruined a lot of these cars. If you turn up with an immaculate R32, 33, 34 Skyline that's got 25,000 miles on it and two owners, and it's still got the original wheels, interior, etc., of course it's going to go up in value. Yeah demand and supply but mgb is an interesting one um a friend of mine had one for sale slightly modified but it was a nice car it was a rubber bumper but he took the bumpers off and he put um oh what they called sebring yeah sebring yeah yeah which is effectively just metal now the bumpers off all the holes are smoothed over it just looks like a you know an MGB without bumpers. It does look good. They do look done. good. They look good. They the look nice. rings look really nice. Um, he couldn't sell it. He couldn't get rid of this car. Mm. I think probably because it was too cheap. Um, he'd done quite a lot of work to it. It was tuned. It had stainless exhaust. It was lowered. It had, it had nice wheels. It, you know. But I, I said, oh, that'll sell. There's a market for those. And I think eventually it went to auction. And it sat at the auction place for months. Mm. Could not get rid of this car. He's looking for about £750 for it. <laughs> if I had space, I'd have bought it because it was a £1,500 car all day. He'd spent five, six grand on this car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I looked at out of interest yesterday. I did look at prices for MGBs. Um, for chrome bumper. Yeah. You know, I, I could, I didn't, just had, didn't happen to see any rubber bumper cars. 
But you can pick up a Chrome Bumper GT, not a Roadster, but a GT Chrome Bumper. Three grand, seven grand, 10, 15, and yeah. 20. Yeah. And they all look largely the same. Yeah. Um, the £20,000 car was restored. So obviously, you can expect somebody's going to want to get their money back from that. But you can still pick up a Chrome Bumper GT for £3,000. That's incredible. It is, except for there are a lot of them. Again, yes, demand, supply. You know, Does everybody who want one already own one? Yeah, Maybe. There's a, there, yes, exactly. There are a lot of MGs, and there are a lot of MGs for sale, for that matter, at any, at any given moment. Yes, yes, there are. But how, you know, how crazy the difference in price. MGB V8... Yeah. Fifteen to thirty-five thousand. Yeah. Um, again, a big, big. You know, I haven't seen these cars. I'm looking at a photo yeah, and course. a description. I've not gone out and driven them. I don't know how good or bad they are. And the RV8 but, as well is about the same zone. It's sort of that, hmm. that sort of fifteen to thirty kind of level, isn't it? I think, or no, probably a bit more than that. Maybe twenty plus. But what I didn't realise, a lot. I did research on recently for a project. Um, that sounds like I'm still at school. Didn't it? <laughs> it did you, did, you, did, you, did you do it in your little school book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. Yes. Oh, MGB RV8 by Mike. <laughs> MG is defined by Webster's Dictionary as Morris Garages. Um, <laughs> Morris Garages. But this changed. <laughs> um, but a lot of them went out to Japan and then came back. They've come back. Also, you know, okay. yeah, the, the, the values were, were such that there was more demand for them in the UK. Right. So a lot of them were brought back. Um, they didn't make that many, actually. No. RV8. Were they all oh, They're a British... crazy thing when they appeared. Oh, totally. I know. Because it kind of looked... You had to look at it. The, uh, particularly the back with the lights... Hang on, is that an old one or a new one? No, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. No, it's definitely it's, new. You know, but but it was basically an MGB underneath yeah. anyway, wasn't it? it? It was an MGB body shell, and they put a effectively a quite tasteful body kit. Yeah. On it, wider arches, front and rear air dams, um, wider wheels, and it was it was a good looking car to be honest. I. I you never saw a bad one. You I couldn't be tall. Done GTs. You had to be short. You couldn't to be drive. tall. No, yeah. because of the, otherwise, you, you know, do I look above the windscreen or shall I look below it? <laughs> Triumph Spitfires are exactly like that for me. I'm I'm five eleven, and I either crouch or I have to put my head above the screen <laughs> and the roof down because the yeah. windscreen is always right in my eye line. Yeah. But I tell you, well, in which case, don't don't ever try and sit in. Um, uh, an SZ shape uh, Bentley uh, or um, an Arnage uh, or a Seraph Rolls or a Seraph with 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 sunroof, your hair your hair will be on the ceiling. Honestly, there, there's so little headroom in those things; it's unbelievable. Oh, but at least they've got adjustable seats. They, they go up and down. They, but they don't go down far enough. Do they not? No, honestly, no. Net, you 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 know if you're over six foot anyway, you'll struggle in one of those if it's got a sunroof. Yeah. Be all those bars of gold underneath the seat. <laughs> um, Beetles. We we touched on Volkswagen Beetles again. I looked at prices. Now, I I kind of think of Vol- Volkswagen camper vans have gone stratospheric, yeah, stupidly yeah, yeah, yeah. expensive. Yeah. And I understand the appeal. I you know I I'm not someone who enjoys camping, but I get. Volkswagen camper vans. I, I get the appeal. I get the you know why people want them. Um, I don't get why people want to pay fifty thousand pounds for one. No, but, but I don't see what you're getting from that that makes it worth thirty grand more. Than the new, a, the new ones though. Van. New ones are like seventy five. Yeah, I know. I mean, who yeah. pays that? I mean, don't get me wrong; they're nice-looking vehicles, and again, oh, well, I say who pays that? Someone who, someone who clearly really wants one. Nice-looking vehicles, beautifully fitted out inside. The only thing is, I look at it and think seventy-five grand. I can't even go to the loo in it. Yeah. Let alone yeah. have a shower. It's, it's a minibus with the seats taken out, and a, a very small cooker, <laughs> and a fridge. Yeah, and um, and some liner on the floor. And 
it's why can't I just go and buy a three thousand pound van yeah. and get a Calagas or, or, cooker and just live in not live in it? Obviously, I'm you know again the different the differences between us in society. You, <laughs> I I live in a van. Um, I'd just go and live in a why it's so echoey. Well, we... <laughs> it's so echoey in here. Just go and stay in a hotel. Uh, yeah. Exa- well. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, nice, um, nice car and a hotel. <laughs> but Beatles yeah. looked at prices yesterday again. You know, in the interest of, of <laughs> some sort of, <laughs> in the interest of providing some kind of truth to the podcast research. Um, Nineteen sixty-six Beatles. Yeah. Good year for Beatles. <clears throat> Ten and a half grand. It's a non-restored car, very original. Nineteen seventy-threes. Eight to eleven. Mm. So I thought, okay, mm. you know, that's that's not again completely standard cars. So all right, let's look at the interesting ones. Nineteen fifty-five Beetle oval rear window, yeah, completely original car. Uh, not had anything messed about on it. Great history with it. Twenty-one thousand pounds. Wow, that surprises me. Me too. Doesn't sound a lot. Doesn't at all. To no. my mind. No, not at all. For a 1955 mm. Beetle. Mm. All right, yes, they made a million a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are still a number around. But it doesn't sound a lot. No, if it's nice, it's not a lot of money at all. For, for, for a nice car, whatever it is, of, of something of that age, you know, yeah. just, just the age is kind of worth it in a sense, isn't it? So that's, okay, so again, slight surprises. Ford Puma. Mm-hmm. Always love the Ford Puma. I think we've discussed it before. Mm. It's one of my favourite old, older, I say older Fords. Um, only about 15 years old. But I, I've always said Puma's one to buy, put away, yep. mothball, going to be an investment. Let's go and see how much they cost. Puma, couple of owners, mm-hmm. decent condition, yep. car you could drive every day. 1500 quid. Mm. I could not find a Puma over 5,000 pounds no. in mean, the UK. I mean, look, you're gonna, we're going to disagree straight away, but I would say it's just because they're not very nice. But um, I know you like them. so I do like them because I, I, well, yes, they're just the KA, but they've got the best steering. Have you driven the Puma? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. They have the best steering of any car I've ever driven. Okay, okay. Uh, and I know it takes a lot more than that just to. Well, to make a car great, but when you get in one, the driving position feels right. The one point seven is a lovely weighted car. Yeah, I don't tend to do front wheel drive, and it made a believer out of me. Okay, but you can do virtually lock to lock just by, you know, twisting your hands. Yeah, just by crossing your arms, you've virtually gone from left to right. It's got superb steering, and that makes it a wonderful driving car. But yeah, couldn't find one for over five grand. We're not talking about racing pubes. No, we're no, talking no. about yeah, the yeah, standard yeah, yeah, 1.4, yeah. 1.7s. Yeah. But I thought they were a great looking little car. Lovely little coupe. No reason why you couldn't drive one every day. It's a Ford. You can still get the bits. They're not that big. You can park them. I don't understand why there's not been a massive revival of Pumas. Well, of course, they're, Ford are reusing the name. The name's been recycled into yes. the, <laughs> uh, the, the sort of slightly jacked up semi SUV. Humor, but but yeah, but yeah, it's a good good point. Yes, I'm talking about the 90s, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. not <laughs> not the horrendous. Ah, you say that, things. no, no, you say that though, Mike. You know, uh, that's a bit like the the the, yeah, the, the Mustang, right. <laughs> the Mustang and Mac E argument. Look, you know, that Puma, the one that you're talking about, may well have been a great little car to drive, didn't sell amazingly. This no, new one no. is selling like hotcakes. They can't make them quick enough. So, you know, and, and the Mac... You know why? Well, it's a small, decent-looking... Forget the fact that it's called a Puma. That's just It's just a badge. You know, it's just a small Ford that happens to be slightly jacked up. You know, it's the trend. No, no, no. no. They're selling because people are idiots. <laughs> no, I think it's quite a nice little car. I mean, I, I... People go out and go, Oh, look, an SUV. Let's get that. <laughs> yes, I want to sit high. I want to sit in something that's got all the bad qualities of a van and none of the good ones. I have tried to explain that to people before when when um, uh, colleague, it was a colleague, he had uh, uh, Evoke, one of the first 
generation Range Rover Evokes. Mm. It was nice, and it was manual, which was which was unusual, which I thought was quite cool. But he said, "Yeah, I'm going to get uh, I'm going to get the new the yeah the Mark II Evoque." I said, mm. "Why?" I said, "Why don't you go and look at you know an estate car and a traditional mm. estate car?" I said, and he said, "No, no, no, yeah, SUV, SUV." I said, "No, no, hang on, just wait." Other than the height, the estate car has all the same amount of space, possibly mm-hmm. more, maybe more. But you haven't got any of the inherent problems. Where as soon as you Ooh. raise a car, obviously you've got to, you have to stiffen the suspension in some form or other to cope mm-hmm. with additional body. Right? It's just physics, isn't it? Um, and mm-hmm. actually, he um, he was pretty resistant to start with, and then he went and test drove a few. Um, and he did end up with, with, with an estate, and he said it was nearly new. Um, I thought it was a slightly strange choice, actually, but he got a Passat uh, estate, um, Sportline mm. one. It does look really nice. Um, he's going to feel it on depreciation, but never mind. But yeah. It, yeah, but 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 he, he actually came back and said, no, you're right. He said it feels much sportier than the Evoque. I said, well, yeah. You know, the Evoke's really good, but yeah, yeah, um, so, so yeah, but anyway, do you, want, do you want to go fast and feel like you're in a on, on a steamer in a gale? Do you want to you know, look, look at Perfect Storm? They are guys who own Range Rovers. No, I mean, look, they were used to it. The, the, those the, look, the, what they do now in suspension design with the SUVs is absolutely incredible the way they ride and handle for what they are is amazing you know but but you don't need to saddle it with that kind of for what they are mm. thing really but you know you can if you just if you just buy low rise <laughs> uh, mm. anyway i i don't get the suv thing these things are gigantic they i'll be sitting at traffic lights in the evening and one will come up behind me with its headlights just at my eye line. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blaring into my rearview mirror. Mm. I keep looking at them and thinking, I really don't want to get hit by that. Mm. And I think it's a mentality of people go, oh, they look big and dangerous and, and, and safe at the same time. Um, they're dangerous to everything on the outside. I should get one of those as well for protection. I think it's like it's the gun mentality of the guy next door to you bought a gun, so you need to buy one to protect you. Um the only reason you need an SUV is if you live on a farm at the top of a hill where it snows. <laughs> yeah, but hang on, the, most of these modern modern wave of them, the Puma, just to go back to that, you know, <laughs> they're not four wheel that, drive. That is, that, yeah, say, that but... is not going up any muddy track, I can tell you. And if it did, can, they... you, can you imagine the cost of the? Oh no, I've taken the front splitter off, and, <laughs> and I've, you know, I've not. They've missing... got a towing capacity of about a thousand pounds. It's a focus. It's a half, focus. Half of which is a trailer. <laughs> Um, other other ones that would just touch, but not mm. not go into detail. Uh, that I thought about Datsun two forty Z. Yes, Z cars. Yes. Yeah, you know yes. they're looking pretty good. Not not just in terms of value, but they're just looking good. You know that looks like a mm. Mm. a good purchase. Um, and what was the other one that we haven't? Because we both came up with similar ones. Oh, I know Interceptor. Oh, interesting choice. Ten years ago, an Interceptor was affordable. I remember a friend yeah. of mine, uh, we're going back a bit further than ten years, but he wanted to do uh, uh, international rallying. I can't remember exactly what it was now, but mm. um, he ended up with a um, 380 SL, mm. which he ha- had sort of uh, yeah. race prepped. Never, never, never mind. mind. Um, but no, he had it all done out, um, you know, with, with stiffer, ra- here's an irony, stiffer raised suspension, <laughs> etc. Uh, <laughs> um, for rallying. I drove it, actually. It was nice. Um, it was a, it, it was totally rebuilt. Um, but being higher, it was a bit baggier. It kind of, you know, it didn't, mm. it, I mean, the SL never particularly, it was our, our 107, yeah, 107. Yes, yeah. It the was Dallas. A, yes, the day. Yeah, the SL. Pam, Bobby, <laughs> Ewing one. No, Ewing two. I think. Anyway, he um, kept the original steel wheels with the hubcaps, though, so that looked cool. Um, mm. And it was one of the. It was an early one because it had the um, sort of um, lines on the bottom panel. 
You know, the... Um, oh, yeah, the fluting. Uh, fluting. That's the fluting it. on the sills. That's it. Yes. That's the badger. Um, and uh, anyway, that was good. But no, great when we both know what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, really good. the yeah, show yeah. flow? Oh, so well. And you've not got a long space yeah. for one of them staring at the other one. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Um, huh? No, the Mark 1 was nicer than I thought from the Mark 2. Anyway, that, that's what he got. But he's when he was talking about it originally, he said... Uh, he didn't talk about SLs. He said, I think I want to do it in an interceptor. Now... The thought now that you would take an interceptor and yeah. rip it apart, rebuild it for rallying, I mean, you'd never do that now. Cause the, <laughs> but 15 years ago, yeah, you know, they were probably, you know, 20 grand or something like that. Some, you not know, even that much. Maybe not. I, I can remember seeing them for around the sort of 11,000. Yeah. And even cheaper. Now, these weren't perfect cars, but they were drivable, usable. You know, it'll get you home yeah. and take you around the shops and whatever. Um, for yeah, around the ten thousand pound mark. Uh, again, demand supply. Most, if not all, the rotten ones. Same with the two CVs. Yeah, all yeah, the rotten ones are yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, it's the same with Volvos now. I, you know, long-term listeners to the show will know. Um, <laughs> Every, I, everyone's a long-term listener that's got through a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, so, spoken in the same way as long-term illness. <laughs> Um, he listened for a while, then he recovered. Thank God. Um, but Volvos, I love Volvos. Anybody who's listened knows I absolutely love Volvos. Um, Volvo 240s, £500 car mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. years and years and years. So I thought, and I've always fancied another 240. So had a quick look to see what they're going for. Now, I, I did find, um, I did find most of them around £5,000. Yeah, yeah. They look like decent yeah. cars. I mean, these are for £5,000 to £8,000 gets you a three owners full service yeah. history. There's no rust on it at all. It's never been smoked in kind mm-hmm. of car. Mm-hmm. Because I think a £1,000 Volvo estates are probably all gone now. Yeah, I think well, they've all been banger raced. They've been banger raced, but they've just been used to death, haven't they? Yeah. I, I did find, which I think would probably interest you as well. Volvo 240 Turbo Estate, nice. seventeen thousand mm-hmm, pounds, mm-hmm. seventeen grand, seventeen, Ooh, 17. Turbo. Mm. seventeen. Yeah, well, yeah. I have Ooh, a, I have turbo. at the moment, I've got a a, a nine forty Turbo, which I've, um, shall we say, turned the wick up on a little bit. Um, but it's a really nice car, um, really, really Is that nice. The one car. you tried to sell me? Yeah, well, I'm still trying now. Can't you tell? <laughs> six seven years ago you no 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 that was an 850 yeah that's what i thought no i've got a, nine, oh, okay. a 940 in um uh, one of the very last ones in uh a sort of metallic green half leather and whatnot yeah no it's it's it's, it's a nice car S- salute saloon or estate estate yeah Ooh. Mm. anyway look this is a private conversation okay, we'll we're gonna carry time. this car yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell me more. <laughs> Let's go to an ad break. Oh no, no, um, Mike, you can't afford it because the values of these things have shot up way too far. <laughs> oh, don't listen to us. What do you reckon? Have I got him on the hook? I mean, it really is a very nice example. Couple of owners, full history, manual. I mean, no one wants an auto Volvo 940 Turbo, do they? <laughs> enough. Uh, In the break, uh, I've also been introducing Carchump to social media, all the usual places and all with some reference to Carchump in the title. Come and join the fun over there while we wait patiently for the next Series 2, Season 2 edition of Carchump. Pip pip! (laughs) 